on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, we got a great show for you. Keener and I are going to talk a little bit of wrestling. We're going to talk a little bit about Star Trek Online. I got a great hot take for you. And hey, one of us ends up leading. Which one? You're going to have to wait and find out. Oh, you're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork all prophecies. Enjoy time with friends. The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast of lowered expectations. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Well, you know there, Howie Blues. I've I've been better. I've been worse. I've been good. I've been bad. So I guess tonight, fair to Midland. And I mean, the question that we have to ask, is perhaps, do people actually have expectations when they watch this show? Well, I'd, I'd like to think that they have some. You know, uh, I think that they expect us to drink beer of questionable nature. I would guess that they expect some sort of banter between the two of us. Now, whether or not like the banter is good or the beer is content worthy or, you know, any of that, that's a crapshoot. It's one of those you just should come in expecting just a good time and uh, get what you get. You know, the jokes may not be funny. They may not land. It happens. So has it been a week for you? Yeah, it, it, it hasn't been a week. Yeah. It's been a week. I am wearing the uh, the shirt. And, and I'll just tell you, Kidder, because I, I know you will, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. I actually wore this to work today uh, <laughs> because finally, after nearly like a year of talking about it, they finally moved uh, sites. So I'm no longer part of the um, archaeology and historic preservation department. I'm now part of the audience engagement and museums department. Uh, and I actually just moved my cubicle today. I, I didn't have any meetings scheduled. I didn't have anything super pressing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm taking the day and I'm moving everything over. So I'm, I'm now in a new cube in a new office. Got that all done. It's all set up. So when I show up to work, you know, on Monday, I'm good to go. Everything is where I want it to be and all of that. But knowing that I was going to do that, kid, I actually wore this shirt to work got approval from the boss i said hey i'm gonna just wear something comfortable because i'm gonna be hauling stuff and you're probably getting sweaty and you know there's no no reason for me to to sport business casual i'm not meeting with anybody anything like that they were fine with that but kidder i got several compliments on this shirt people liked it i even had uh one coworker say hey you could you could buy me one of those for christmas put that on my list so oh. Yeah, people like the It's Been a Week shirt. Hmm. Yeah. Simple, but yet effective. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I didn't necessarily tell them where they could get it, though. Um, would that be beerbluesbs.com? Click on merch. It, it would be. It would be. I figured the logo on the back kind of said all of that, but. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, at least we know people like the shirt. So it's a good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's it has been a week between that 
um, doing doing some job interviews. Uh, try, we're trying to do hiring at a couple of sites, so trying to get that all in. Meetings about the transition. Uh, I, I taught at a teacher workshop on Wednesday in Dickinson. It's just been busy. It's This is the busiest January I've had since I've started at this agency. Usually January is kind of like a bit more on the quiet side. It's like February is when like stuff picks up because it's February, March, April, you know, May we're into the season, April's field trip season. You know, it's just, it kind of kicks off in February, but like, man, it's, uh, it's been busy. Of course, the legislature uh, is going on right now. So we're trying to hope that, you know, they give us all the money we asked for in our budget or we're hoping we're hoping i mean there, there's the uh here, here's here get her we haven't done one of these here's a history with howard segment you know segment we haven't done in a long time let me let me blow the dust off that graphic The State Historical Society, uh, it kind of has an interesting history when it comes to how we've handled ourselves in the legislature. Uh, we've had a lot of former executive directors who actually took pride in not spending everything that the legislature ever gave us, like in our budget, and being able to go back to them for the, for the next year when we're you know trying to get our budget through and going, look, we're giving this money back. We didn't spend it all. Look how responsible we are. Well, I get that idea, and that's a, a good one. Uh, the problem has been, because we have done that, our agency has fallen way behind in a lot of things. Like, we are the uh, sixth lowest when it comes to pay uh, amongst all of the state agencies. Hmm. You know, it it took us, Kidder, and we're still not there. Uh, we're, we're looking to, to do a, a raise uh, to our temp staff salaries here starting April 1st. That will, for the first time in, I don't even know how long, actually make us competitive with state parks. Hmm. You know, state parks is hiring right now. They're seasonal interpreters, and it's, you know, 15 to $18 an hour starting with them. And last year when we were hiring, like our starting was, I think we got it up to about 14. So we're, we're actually going to be able to offer this year for people who start with us, uh, 1650 for interpreters, which isn't bad. You know, one of my first jobs was as an interpreter. That's a sweet gig for people. If you, if you like to talk to people, I mean, that's, it's not bad if you like to talk to people yeah i guess yeah. yeah well i mean look at it i mean a lot of times in those early kind of starter jobs you know what, what do you do yeah do you want fries with that i mean that that's your level of of interaction you know here you actually get to talk to people and come off as an expert in a field and as knowledgeable and for the most part, people are pretty comp, you know, complimentary when you you're in a field like that. It's a sweet gig. It's not a lot of hard work. I mean, you literally get paid to, to tell people a story 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, it's pretty awesome, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, um, that, that's kind of where we are. But this uh, year, uh, we have a new executive director who's been with us now since 2020. This is his second time uh, guiding us through the legislature. He's got a really great strategy this time. We're making good asks. We're making smart asks um, with stuff. For instance, and I know this is probably more politics than we usually ever talk about, but it's not really political. Um, gives you an idea, though, of some of what my work is about. So we have about $20 million in deferred maintenance across all of our historic sites. You know, we, we manage about 80 buildings, some of them historic, some of them interpretive centers, but about $20 million is what it would cost us to get everything back to running top shape. We are uh, going into this biennium kidder. We're, we're asking for, I think it's like 7 million. And the, what we, we told them is, Hey, we're a small team. We're a small staff. 7 million is honestly about all we could actually manage to get spent. There's no reason for us to ask for the full 20 right now. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to break it up into chunks and cover it over a couple biennium. And this is what we need to, to do a chunk. And some of this stuff is important. Some of these projects, if we don't do it, we're going to lose some of these historic sites. That's the truth of it. So it's uh, maybe the budget should have been spent up uh, in the past, uh, you know, years. It it really should have, because uh, then we wouldn't be in this this problem. Kidder, I I will be the first to say that in the past we haven't always done the best of taking care of state historic sites in a in a great manner. It was kind of allowed to. Well, we can't spend all of this. We can't do that. And we've had sites that yeah have probably nearly fallen apart and and could have been condemned because we weren't taking care of them and it was because in the name of being able to say look we didn't spend our whole budget Mm -hmm. you know so i i really do enjoy our new executive director's take on this which is hey we're gonna we need to try and work towards done we need to make these asks we 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 need to get over the north dakota nice we need to be honest about what our needs are and and try to move forward and and do it in a responsible manner that's not wasteful to the taxpayers of North Dakota. Yeah. And when it comes down to that, uh, I I don't quite believe in the, oh, we can't spend that money because, uh, well, we have to come under budget. You know, if you're under budget and you utilize the, the funds effectively, then fine. But if you're like, nope, 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 we got to stay under, we have to stay under, then that's a BS excuse. And the reason is because then if I'm on the other side of it, like the appropriations committee, I go, Oh, they don't use their money. Well, we'll give them less next year. And the next time we give them money, we'll give them even less and less. And then that's how you continue the slippery slope of screwing yourself. Yeah. Well, or, or it stays the same, uh, historic sites at, and I love my historic site staff. My, my site supervisors are great. I work for some amazing people. And the thing about it, though, is they're all that kind of Midwest, North Dakota nice. You know, it, they hate to ask for anything. You know, trying to get them to dream big is is incredibly difficult. But because they're they're so like, well, yeah, we don't need that. That's not necessary. Da, da, da. Yeah, like our site budgets have tended to go down more than they have gone up because 
we don't ever ask for anything or really make clear all of the needs that we really have. You know, what we, we do is we just, we have taken it whenever we've been asked to cut. You know, if the governor says, hey, I need all agencies to cut by this much, sites have done it. You know, I if the governor says we need everybody to cut by 6%. You better believe every one of my sites cut their budget by 6%. Yeah, you know, that's, but that's crap too. making a percentage decrease across every department. Uh, that's that's absurd. I'm sorry. Doesn't well, but. Work. No, well, especially when it's, hey, we're asking everybody to, to try and cut their budget by 6%, and then not everybody makes a full effort to do so. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, well, honestly, we can only really afford, you know, to cut by 1%, you know, and I have other sites that are like, yeah, we can cut by 6%, and it's like, no, stop it, guys. Like, I, I mean, we have to do it because we've been asked to, but... You know, I've had to kind of talk some people down from some things that they're like, well, we, if we did this, I'm like, no, you need that. Don't. It's time to drink. What's on tap? I'm thirsty. I was, I was just about to make that same transition, Kidder, and uh, and say that we need to uh, bust out some brews. I I have some leftovers from last week and uh, some other stuff. Uh, So let's go with the other stuff first. Because that'll probably be better. I say probably because I haven't had this stuff before, so we'll see. All right. Uh, I guess I'm just going to go first because I kind of helped myself to the fridge. So sorry about that. That's all right. Let's see here. This one is the Tropical Nimbus kind of liked it because it's got the uh the you know vita v- uh, van on the front there and uh nimbus like a nimbus cloud and the tropics love the palm trees warm temperatures uh, this is a tropical style ale made with pineapple orange and guava juices with natural flavors Made from, or by, I should say, the Lakefront Brewery. There's there's their logo, the LB. And this hails from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. By the way, Clinton Kinnanen, another lost year, chilling literally in Wisconsin. Uh, he, he apparently was off in uh, a tropical area recently and came back home to, you know, freezing temperatures. So... Hey, Clint, if you happen to see this, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, cheers to you. This also does not look like it is a twist-off, so get the handy-dandy bottle opener there and pop this sucker open. First thing here, sniff. Smells very fruity, so Howard, you would probably love this one, no question. Very unfiltered as well. The first uh, scent that I tasted was pineapple. Smelled, not tasted. Because the taste did not taste like pineapple at all. But uh, almost like an orange juice. Hmm. Second one's a bit more malty. You get the 
more uh, generic beer taste, but I'm really not. I don't know. The orange are almost overpowering it and pineapple as strong of a flavor as it is. But uh, I don't know. There's a lot going on here. I'm not really enjoying this. It's not as pineapple as I want it to be. You know, like a nice tasty ace pineapple ale. Did you this just one... almost accidentally slip and say IPA? Mm-mm. You sure? Mm-hmm. Mm. I almost said ice instead of ace. Mm. Like ice, ice, baby. I mean, I mean, I mean, you got the I in there. I didn't hear this. You know, it, it, it sounded like an I for an IPA, kidder. Are you craving an IPA? That's your selective hearing. You're just getting old. Nah, nah, nah. I'm pretty sure that you were uh, you were very much saying that you wanted a uh, New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial uh, IPA. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but it's nine uh, percent alcohol by volume, and uh, of course, New Belgium no tasting notes. Uh, Imperial India Pale Ale. Yeah, yeah. For Collins, Colorado. And Asheville, North Carolina. I'm going to say both, even though I'm pretty sure this one came from Colorado. Because, uh, you know, the local geeks keeping a spreadsheet of uh, states that we've uh, knocked out. Hey, get her, get her. I'm just what? Oh, you got a little foam. I'm looking at the Superior uh, beer from New Belgium, the Mountain Time Premium Lager, just to see. Yeah, it's Colorado craft beer icon. So you might have to just claim Colorado for that one. Yeah, yeah, that might be what we have to do. Um, I, I will say, Kidder, uh, speaking of kind of the uh, the spreadsheet while this thing continues to foam, um, which is, you know, just me being risky at this point. I, I had a I had a thought tonight as I was grabbing these out of my beer fridge and uh you know, it's a shame that we didn't rate all of our beers from the very beginning, like actually put a score to it, because then the local geek could add to that spreadsheet and uh, we could find out which of the breweries has like the highest like rating, like because like, yes, we've drinking a lot of stuff from New Belgium. We've drinking a lot of stuff from the Spetzel Butte Brewery down in Texas. Uh, but but how do they actually rank? You know, like if be nice to see like with like new belgium average score uh you know 3.5 mm-hmm. you know but uh we we didn't do that and so therefore uh the local geek is safe from that a very hoppy smell to this kidder uh, uh, yes. i'm sure you would you would love it uh, as you know i have had that uh on a couple occasions trying it seeing if i can enjoy it at some point and no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> as though two, one of as the as the uh, as the half of this duo that actually sometimes enjoys an IPA. I don't know about this one, kidder. It. I mean, it's got a hop taste, but ah, that it reminds me of like drinking like a straight 
liquor, like not not one that you would normally drink straight, you know, not not like just a a, a nice clean glass of whiskey, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a shot of vodka, you know, like that kind of like just pure alcohol taste or to gin. Ah, uh, you know, uh, gin has a nice juniper taste to it but yeah i could i would say like if you if you didn't mix it with something you know it's just like kind of that pure alcohol that's what i'm getting i'm getting like an alcohol taste and then hops sounds about and i don't know if i like it (laughs) yeah uh yeah that's like a 1.5 i was trying to think of a way as i I pulled up the spreadsheet that's what i've been I've been looking at. I was really, really thinking that we could go from the score on the side, whether it's the actual score or the comment related to it. But a lot of them don't even have the comments. And so we would almost have to go back and re-drink some of them and start... With the ones that have a you know a number associated, and maybe maybe go off of the other half of it because it would it would just be interesting to like know like because like maybe we've been drinking a lot of these no New Belgium beers but maybe we've hated every single one so why do we keep buying stuff from New Belgium you know mm-hmm. that's the that's the question that's the I, thought I mean that's kind of kind of on the line of spadesel brewing except for the one that i actually like uh that i can't remember you know you know Kidder, i i know more than and said that you know that us, mm. yeah uh that yes that would allow us to avoid maybe a brewery that we don't like but however then we would also though be getting rid of some content mm-hmm. because you have to admit as much as it's like great when we get a good beer and it's tasty I got to think that some people just enjoy watching us react to some of these and go, Ooh, Ooh, yeah. You know, Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, listen, I, we gotta be the only podcast about beer where honestly, people are probably hoping that we get a bad beer or one that we don't like. Most Maybe. other beer podcasts are probably like doing all the refined, like sipping and, Hmm. Yes, I detect this flavor, this flavor, and this flavor. I can see that. As you take a sip, because here's why, Kidder. I we we both know you're the faster drinker of the two of us, and you will probably get through that thing. <laughs> His beer's half gone for the audio listeners, um, which means that he's going to get done More first. <laughs> Uh, listen, it, it was hard to see on the camera. Anyway, um, which means he's going to get done with that first, which means he's going to want a what's on tap round two, which then means that I need to have, be ready for what's on tap round two, which then means if I'm not keeping up with this thing, then I'm going to have to chug it down, and I don't want to chug this thing. I don't. Hmm. I really don't. So I'm working on it. Cheers to you, Howard Blues. Well, what I can talk about while you're trying to drink that thing, I mean, as long as you're not grunting too hard from trying to trying to get that thing down. I, I, listen, I'm going to distract myself by assembling some models and, and hoping I don't glue my fingers together. Oh, good. He's going to get high on the fumes and then drunk on the on the IPA. It's just it's gonna, another 
Just another Friday night here in the cave. <laughs> it's getting exciting, everybody. Uh, Place your bets now. How long before Howard glues his fingers together? So I happened to have a discussion at work earlier today with one of my coworkers, sports guys, talking about wrestling. And we were, we were talking about a few things. Number one, he enjoys the bloodline Roman Reigns thing. Loves that. AEW says they have some good and bad points. And uh, obviously, I don't want to speak for him. Don't know if he'll ever join us on this show. There's that potential, I suppose. Invite is there. But uh, he's bringing up, you know, with the Rumble. And as, as this is released, it's, you know, the Rumble's now a week ago, basically, because it was on the 28th. But who do you think is going to win the Rumble? You know, do you, do you have one of three people? You know, Brock Lesnar, The Rock. How about my son, Cody Rhodes, right? You know, we haven't done our predictions uh, as of the recording of this show because we're uh, <clears throat> that kind of a show that likes to trim things down and <laughs> make it a little bit better than the basicness that it is. But what do you think there, Howard? I mean, have you been pondering this in the back of your head? Who is there to win the Rumble to then go on to WrestleMania and wrestle and believably have a chance at beating Roman Reigns? Yeah. Um, you know, I there's there's a lot of ways it could go. You know, do you, do you bring the Rock in? Because that would be a way to set up the Rock versus Roman match at Mania that everyone's working towards and building. Does Brock need to win the Rumble? No, but I think they've also gone to that well of you know Brock versus Roman enough times that uh, that's just not intriguing. It, it, it's not interesting. Yeah. Cody is a good choice. Cody left hot. You know, it, it, his, because he had what, three matches? Was it? Uh, but they, yeah. But, you know, people were, were down for it. Those were good matches. To me, it's, it would make a lot of sense to, you know, give him that and, you know, gives him something to immediately jump into, you know. Because you're bringing him back. You don't have a lot of time. Well, I mean, you have the road to WrestleMania to set something up. But, I mean, that could jumpstart that whole uh, feud. But as for who is going to win it, I, man, Kidder, I, I can't. I, you I don't want to go quite, out on a limb today. Well, I mean, it would probably be Cody would probably be my pick. And it just, just because I think that's the most likely. I mean, could they do The Rock? Yes. Would that work? Yes. Is The Rock available? I don't know if he's available for necessarily a run as a champion. What are your thoughts on it, Kidder? I've, I've been ranting about this enough. Mm. But 
But what's your leanings? What's your take on this whole winning the Royal Rumble and Vince being back in the picture? Oh, well, I think Vince is <clears throat> annoyed because, you know, he was forced to retire and then they settled the, some of the sexual assault type stuff, including just uh, today saw an article that he settled on from 1987 or something like that. So uh, is he fit to still run this company? Uh, I don't think so. Was he better off not being with the company? I mean, he might not have, but the company was better off without him. Is he now angry that they've been doing a lot better and had more informative things and interesting things happening? I think he is. And now, well, screw it. I'll force my way back in and I'm going to take over and we're going to sell this thing and I'm going to make a boatload of money. I mean, the, the fact that his daughter resigned her position because he came back as co-CEO. She's done with the company. Doesn't want to be there. There's one thing. Devon Dudley came to terms to leave WWE because of how the company is, and I'm guessing because Vince is back. A whole slew of other people either leaving the company, including tenured individuals who have been with the company for 15 to 25 years, saying, no, nah, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this. I feel that's a huge sign that people don't want Vince back in his position. And frankly, I'm also one of those people. And that's probably why we're shadow banned on all of our social medias and YouTube, because we're going against the machine. Um, but really, the, the whole thought with that, he's, he's old. He's out of touch. He's got all these allegations against him. And if he was an actor or if he were in, uh, I don't know, any other position other than being a former billionaire, he would uh, not be in any position that he's in or anything close to it. The only thing we'd hear about him is the increasing, increasing chances of more people coming forward to accuse him of sexual assault or whatever he may have done in the past. So, not a fan. I don't like where it's going. I want to get the sale over with because allegedly it had been done several different times with several different uh, companies or entities across the world. And we just haven't seen that actually happen or be closed because it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, other than that, I I do think Cody Rhodes has a good chance of being the winner of the Royal Rumble and being a good contestant, i.e. Um, contender for the championship. 
So if Cody Rhodes is in the Rumble, he will be my pick. I'm putting it down now, eight days in advance. Mm. The other thing is they might do something screwy, i.e. WWE, because right now they're holding Raw Tag Team Championship uh, bouts and SmackDown Tag Team Championship tournaments. Now, the Usos still hold both as the Unified Tag Team Champions, but there is that talk of splitting the titles again, or the Usos just losing one of the two titles because, you know, and they still look somewhat powerful. My take on that whole fiasco, number one, unify the belts. You only need one tag team championship. You don't have 30 tag teams. AEW has more random tag teams and, and stables, and they have one tag team championship and one trios championship. If you want to do that, sure. Then you have a stable versus a stable and a tag team versus a tag team. Go for it. Something different. Or even the uh, is it Ring of Honor that has the six-man six championship or something like that i mean you know there, there's different options out there right do something different having a championship for each show is old it's i'm done with it i'm tired of seeing it the other thing and i want to share this astute point uh they need to get rid of the brand split and the superstar per show thing because you show up on Raw or you watch Raw, you hope that you're going to see insert superstar here. Or you might watch SmackDown and hope that you see insert superstar here. I mean, it is kind of like what AEW has been doing. They do have some superstars who are not limited to one show or the other, but have shown up on one of the two shows more than the other. Go back to them just being a superstar, WWE superstar, WWE wrestler, and then go from there. Develop the, the whole division, develop the shows, cut Raw back to two hours. I know they'd lose out on all that extra money, but you would end up having a lot better content because you wouldn't have to fill with replays and garbage. One more kind of thing on the whole Vince thing, because uh, I realize I, sh I should make this point. Um, if you go back uh, a number of episodes ago, back when um, the whole Vince story was breaking, uh, I actually said I wasn't interested in the story because... I didn't think anything was going to come of it. It was going to be same old, same old. And then he retired. And I'm like, oh, guys, I, I have to just say, okay, I was wrong. It, it did change. Mm -hmm. 
I uh, I would like to remind everybody of my original opinion and that, damn it, I was right. We're back to, like, nothing has happened in that sense. So, Here's so. one even for you. Bring back the European Championship. I know it's the UK title or, or whatever that was and then was not and whatever. But <clears throat> bring back another one of those you know singular belts or the hardcore title something right then you have that whole group of people that's just hanging out whether they're tag team or they're singles and it gives them something to feud for and, and even the 205 live championship you know the uh, uh light heavyweight championship whatever right we can get something that doesn't have to specifically be what they did when they brought back the yeah the the 205 live show and feature on raw you know integrate it within the show just keep it the show doesn't have to be anything overly special let the people in the cruiserweight division, the tag division, the international division, insert, whatever, let them showcase their own moves and stories, and it'll build itself. I mean, back in the late 90s and early 2000s, we had all those different titles, right? And there was all kinds of stuff happening all the time. And we talked about it when we could tune into Raw or SmackDown. You didn't know who was going to have a title match. And then if they were actually going to win that title match, somebody could uh, lose that night and then even go win a different title that night or win it back or whatever. The, the hardcore championship running around and all the shenanigans that were going on, which that was the best thing about the 24-7 championship. There's all of the shenanigans that were going on with it, but that belt and the premise was terrible. So I'm glad Nikki Cross threw it away. Even though she's so, garbage can. So I'm going to disagree. Oh. I, I, I don't really want the European title to come back. or mm. Because, and, and here's why, Kidder. It's because they have a U.S. title and an intercontinental title mm-hmm. that they are already doing bub kiss with. Well, Gunther has the intercontinental championship, and he has several feuds, but he has Imperium and is ring general, and so he is the mid card Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But but then what's who's got the U.S. title? Uh, that is Austin Theory. Okay. And Bobby I, Lashley and Seth Rollins are feuding with him for the belt, which will be a match. I don't remember if it's coming up on Monday or if it'll also be at the Rumble. There, something will happen with the U.S. title at the Rumble. Okay. I, and I'll say, and that part of it is... You know, I haven't watched, but you know, for how long though have those titles been basically non-existent? 
you know which one is it that hasn't been on like a pay-per-view in over a year i think it's the u.s title you know uh i know when shinsuke had it it was the intercontinental championship right but he he defended it at least once on a pay-per-view but there was somebody who had like a whole run i think it was like when ricochet last had a title that they maybe didn't like do anything but my my point is that they've had these titles and haven't been able to do until possibly recently they just haven't had anything to do with them and they haven't made those valuable or interesting and so i just i don't feel like you need more titles i don't think more titles are the answer i i think they got to figure out how to make the titles that they have work mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um they're never going to go back to doing the hardcore title uh, they just won't it doesn't fit in their pg family friendly attitude you know so that's never coming back I, the closest that you're going to get is the 24 7 title but we saw what that turned into it just <laughs> got mm-hmm. you know so i just I just don't think they need more titles. I think that they need to just have better storylines and do better things. If I'm being honest, but I'm not really like a, a big title guy. I, I'm like you. So, mm-hmm. did you know that Bret Hart won the United States championship in WCW on WCW thunder? On August 13th, 1998, in Fargo, North Dakota. I, I did not know that. And uh, that was his second reign. I'm just, I was just scrolling through the champions and I saw Fargo and I was like, what? <laughs> That's interesting. But you know, when like Ron Smackdown first started, you know, they weren't quite the big phenomenon they were you know they weren't able to sell out all of these big stadiums so they had to do you know raw and smackdown from places like fargo they wouldn't do that again now austin theory is at number 47 right now and a combined 129 days as champion well kidder (sighs) there is some sad news we can talk about in wrestling um, yeah, I don't. I um, I don't know how familiar you are with the Briscoes and their career, um, but uh, I was shocked to hear that uh, Jay Briscoe, uh, one half of the Ring of Honor uh, Tag Team Champion Briscoe Brothers, uh, had died, and I, I had to go and look it up the story. And I don't know if you got all the details, Kidder, but. He was uh, driving his daughters to cheerleading practice, and apparently a car swerved from a different lane into his lane, crashing head on, and uh, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and he ended up uh, being killed in the crash. The driver who came into his lane also uh, perished, although I think they were wearing a seatbelt, is what I had heard. Um, But a tragic... Um, 
thing to hear. You know, as I said, one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Uh, a guy, I mean, the Briscoe brothers have been with Ring of Honor like since day one. So they are a staple of that uh, promotion. And so that's a huge loss. They've had amazing matches against teams like the Young Bucks, FTR. Uh, their rivalry with the Young Bucks is pretty well um, regarded. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a, a sad thing to hear. And uh, it, a lot of the wrestling world has been weighing in that this was a big loss. Yeah, it, it uh, obviously very unexpected as um, any loss is sudden like that. I mean, you don't expect that sort of thing to happen uh, any day to anyone. And unfortunately, it does happen. But uh, the interesting piece with that is even with his death, uh, AEW held somewhat of a tribute show on Dynamite. And then uh, in taping the Ring of Honor show, they obviously did a, a thrown-together tribute to him. But uh, Tony Khan apparently wanted to do a remembrance documentary of sorts and have it air on TNT. And Warner Media would not let them do that because of their still controversial nature or different pieces like that, which is also why they were being blocked from appearing on AEW television because Warner Media apparently did not want them on their their property. Yeah, um, and just to give out a little bit of context to that, um, it, it wasn't that their nature was controversial. It's that if you go back, I think it's like 10 years or so ago, uh, Jay Briscoe did make some uh, comments that would be dubbed inappropriate today. Um, he has spent a good chunk of his career after that apologizing for said comments. Um, but that the fact that he said that once upon a time was why uh, Warner wouldn't let him or let anything kind of, you know, wouldn't let the Briscoes be on AEW, wouldn't allow a big tribute. Um, yeah. Um, they did film, yes, more of a tribute and such, which they're going to put out on Honor Club which is kind of their version of the old WWE network. Um, so there will be a little bit more, but yeah, he's not going to get the same treatment that they did for Brody Lee when Brody Lee passed away. I mean, that was a, they did a huge show and they still tend to do huge tribute shows on the anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I get it, you know, and I can understand, you know, not supporting maybe necessarily his comments, but I kind of look at it as, you know, he apologized. And at some point, you know, everybody makes mistakes and you kind of have to let that 
go at some point. I kind of feel, you know, that's, that's, I don't know. Part of my upbringing kidder is, is forgiveness. You know, <laughs> if, if you, if you, you know, make a mistake, you screw up, you apologize. And the next part of that is forgiveness. And, you know, I always kind of hear hate hearing these things. And again, not that his comments are right or that he should have made them. But if he's sorry and he shows that he's truly sorry, then there's got to be times for forgiveness, especially because we've all said and done done stupid stuff as kids. I was just going to say this entire uh, podcast is a great example. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that... Uh, we here at the Triple B deeply apologize for any and all comments that we have made over the course of this show. He's sorry. <laughs> I've moved on. <laughs> you said say sorry, move on. So I think both of us covered it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. And... Um, hopefully the afterlife treats you better than the life on this planet. Uh, thanks for your wrestling talent and uh, your entertainment to the, the fans. And um, may you rest in peace. With that, let's, let's crack open another beverage and uh, keep the show rolling. What do you got? Is it glued to your hand? No, no. I just got like a third of it left, kidder. Oh. Okay, <clears throat> well, let me see what I have. I'll try and milk this a little bit. Um, uh, <laughs> he's dying. Um, I'll open something new. No, I. Uh, yes, I better. All right. Uh, and I'll I'll see if I can make this a little bit longer of a an introduction. To try and help you out there, Howard Blues, you got like an eighth of it left. So this one uh, is a Rubes Raspberry Ale. I think I said it right. Um, maybe Ruby Rubius. It's a raspberry ale. Kind of an interesting. Uh, display on the the label there this one was bottled back in july so we will see how fresh and flavorful this is <clears throat> uh, this is from founders brewing company again they founded themselves in 1997 they haven't been around that long but they've been here long enough they are from uh, grand rapids michigan Four nine five zero three. This is optimizing the flavor of fresh raspberries. Uh, Rubius is founder's way of celebrating the joys of summer year round. This stunning berry red masterpiece is the perfect blend of sweet, tart, and refreshing. No question about it. This beer is one hundred percent founders it has 15 ibus it's 5.7 percent alcohol should be good and 12 fluid ounces in this 
nice glass bottle here. And again, <clears throat> that is not a twist off cap on it. So we'll pop it open here. Oh boy. A little bit of reaction there. Look at that. Nice head on, on the beer. And it's still in the bottle. Hmm. So you definitely get uh, a hint of raspberry and definitely a tart smell. So Howard Blues, I think I stalled enough. You may have chugged the rest of that. Finally, <clears throat> cheers to you and to you watching or listening. Cheers to you. Thanks for making it this far into the audio or the video. Hmm. That's got an interesting taste. It has the dark malt taste to it. Some of the, the caramel flavors. And then you get some of the raspberry taste. Hmm. I typically love raspberry things, but I don't know if that's the perfect blend of sweet, tart, and refreshing. Because it's almost like, hey, well, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. The raspberries <laughs> don't taste the freshest. Maybe that's the best way. I'm going to give this two and a half out of five. And and that one, that one, that one gets a two out of five. Thanks, local geek. Uh, Kidder, uh, I, I did finish that um, that Imperial IPA, and man, we almost had the first up chuck on the show. Um, that is not a chuckable beer. Oh. Don't do it, folks. Not good for your health. Uh, because that one was so mean to me, Kidder. Uh, I, my next beer. I'm going to go with the friendly beer. You know which beer is the friendly beer? Um, an NA? <laughs> no, no, no. It would be a grain belt premium American lager. Oh, yeah. Tasty. Yeah. The arrival of the grain belt on the show. So we haven't had one of these. Uh, See, so established in 1893, brewed in the heart of America's Grain Belt, it is the friendly beer made in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, crack this open. I always liked Grain Belt, Kidder. In fact, uh, when back when Boston's did cheap beer night, I know that every time that the... Uh, I got a grain belt as my cheap beer. You guys would call cheating because he likes those. So. Uh-huh. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I like those too. But you pay it off, people. Yeah. We haven't actually told that story. We've kind of hinted at it on the show. Um and not that I, I mean, look, people, if you're if you're needing tasting notes on a grain belt, um, just go out and have one. Unless you're underage, then don't have one. Um, it's, 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 it's a log. It's, it's good. 
Enough said. Um, the story about the Miller High Life and Boston's. Uh, so we've mentioned it. Uh, Boston's Pizza and Pub, which is no longer there in uh, El Forco Grande. We used to have crappy beer night. And for a dollar, you got a random crappy beer. Or you could pay $5, buy a koozie, and then you got to choose from the, like, six or seven crappy beers that they had. And uh, we went several times, you know, because a buck a beer, not bad. Um, and usually then, you know, we yeah, everybody got food, you know, a pizza or to share or something along those lines. But uh, Mr. Kidder, even back then, in those days, I mean, he was a local celebrity. Anytime you took this guy anywhere, somebody, you know, he'd run to somebody he knew. You have to stop and do all of the usual local celebrity schmoozing and, uh, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Nice to see you. How's the wife? How's the kids? Yeah. yeah. Except none of us were married then. <laughs> it was, hey, you still dating that one girl? Okay, sure. Good. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Keep on keeping on. We'll see us the next one. Yeah. So... So we, we went one night, and uh, it was a group of us. Brother Nico was there. Uh, my wife Lefty was there. I can't remember if Rude Boy Kyle was with us. Uh, Big D might have been there. Farva probably was there. You know, that was kind of that crew. It was, it, was, it was the crew. And sure, oh, and the gal that Kidder was dating uh, was there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're, we're walking into our table in the bar. The kidder, of course, sees somebody and starts having a conversation. We all go and sit down, and we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Because the waiter kind of knew the kidder was with us, so he was waiting for everybody to get to the table. But he finally came over because the rest of us were clearly thirsty. We all ordered, and it got to me, and... Uh, I said, yeah, I'll have a, a, a you know, crappy beer. And, uh, hey, you, you see that guy over there in the yellow coat? Yeah. I will tip you handsomely if tonight, if every time that he gets a crappy beer, if you bring him a Miller High Life. And uh, Titter finally finishes up his conversation. Comes this down. I'm like, hey, don't worry. We ordered you a crappy beer. Kidder's like, yeah, great, thanks. The waiter comes, he's handing out the crappy beers, and of course, Kidder gets a Miller High Life, which is like losing the lottery. It's the worst of the uh, worst uh, when it comes to crappy beers. And, you know, of course, Kidder's like, damn it, and okay, and he drinks it because we didn't waste back then. Orders we another still, one. We still try not to, let's be honest. We've had some terrible, terrible beer on this show and in person and we've pushed ourselves to just consume well anyway anyway get a second one comes out it's miller high life i has a third also a miller high life about that time he's kind of figured out that something has gone is going on and uh i forget how many he had that night but they were all miller high life and yes i did tip that waiter handsomely uh for doing so good times good times howard good time. just seen you know, four dollars on uh 
three dollars worth of beer is not a handsome tip i'm just <laughs> just gonna share that with you it was better than that okay five dollars that's still not that good <laughs> Listen, listen, you forget, I'm the guy who once tipped 50 bucks. And when was that? Oh, that was also that. That was also in college. Um, I had (laughs) no, uh, I forget. I think it was a red lobster where I actually did it because I had gone through like a month of like the worst service ever. Like it like listen i sometimes things go a little bad and you know you should still always tip i I remember this (laughs) but it was it was just like incredibly bad you know service like a couple of them was like the perkins up north in uh el forco grande which we like going to yeah but like if you went there i'm sure you've had this habit like you would order You'd get your food, and they would bring the ticket, and that was the last you saw your your waitress. Don't think about ordering again, you know, like or getting a refill on your beverage. Mm-hmm. It's like here's your uh, you know onion rings, and here's the the check. Well, you know, you can pay at the front, and that was it. That was you wouldn't see them again. So mm-hmm. good luck getting a refill, or if you needed anything. So they were they were terrible, but it was just things like that, you know. Like I, I went to the Blue Moose once during that time period. And we sat there for like 30, 40 minutes before a waiter even came over to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, it was just bad, bad service after bad service after bad service. And I finally just said, you know, the first person who actually gives me just decent service, didn't have to be stellar, didn't have to be fantastic, but just decent you know, service, I was going to tip 50 bucks. And uh, it, it happened. It, it was at Red Lobster, and Chris was, was great. And, uh, yeah, I, I tipped heavily because I said I would, and I keep my promises. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was laughably bad. It was known in our, our group that I was the one who was just, like, constantly getting screwed over in this. <laughs> so... And it wasn't for like two or three visits in a week. It was a good six to eight months uh, of, I mean, it was a long period of time that you were getting hosed everywhere, everywhere. And any level of service, it it, it was incredibly ridiculous. Uh, In fact, I think what I should have done is just ordered for you. And uh, he, he, I'm gonna order for him. He he can't talk while anybody's around. He he has a social disorder. He can't. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. So I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help him. And oh yeah, absolutely. I I can imagine that would have gone over so much better because we would have had great service then. Yeah. Well, it was it was just a really rough spell, and it was just I, I just couldn't believe it. It was. Yeah, cool. and the dumb thing about it too is, uh, it. Well, I don't think this was at the time, because this part was what between o three and o four and o five somewhere in there probably, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 
it was it was somewhere in there so number one i had not achieved my local celebrity status yet so i was an anonymous individual yet so both of us very anonymous at the time and uh, number two we hadn't started going to ground round or speedway every monday or thursday (laughs) for pretty much i don't know three years Uh, so and and i know when that happened uh you might have been there at the beginning, but then you had moved out of state at that point. Yeah. That was by 20, 2009, 2010, 2011. Yeah, because I don't remember going to Speedway all the time. I, I do know that we went to Ground Round for their Long Island Ice Tea night. Yep. It was uh, Mondays. Which, which wasn't always like the best night to go. That always confused me because the ground round here does Tuesday and, I don't know, Sunday for their teas, the flavored teas, the same flavored teas out there. And so we went, I don't know, one Tuesday or whatever, right? And they didn't have it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have it? This is ground round, right? (laughs) Yeah, we do the teas on uh, Monday and Thursday. Okay. So then we, yeah, we started coming on, on Mondays. Yeah, between it, was like it, was, and it was like empty on Mondays. Yep. Thursday yeah. was stupid if you tried to go. It was, it was packed. Parking well, lot was packed. The bar was packed. Even the restaurant would get packed. Well, I mean, that was because, you know, it's UND. You start drinking Thursday, mm-hmm. you know, continue Friday, keep <laughs> drinking Saturday, start slowing down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're hung over Monday. That, that's that. That's the UND way. Well, I think uh, to add to that point, so then you don't have a hangover. You do the hair of the dog on Monday. Wow. So then, <laughs> then by Tuesday, you've just normalized again and ready see, to start and, up on Thursday. See, and again, I, I wasn't one of those guys. Um, <laughs> so well, had three of us really were. Yeah, no, I... Uh, we're still not. No. <laughs> we, we we host a show that has beer in the name, and we still don't drink that much. <laughs> I, I know it, it's 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 kind of interesting. We we drink and review beer, but we are neither neither of us are super avid beer drinkers, or even well, like yeah, I, we talked about this um, a couple weeks ago. If you want to hear more. Uh, well, that was episode 90-something. It was called The Whiskey Epiphany, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great title. Yeah. Um, and such. I kind of tried old uh, Kidder just a tiny bit with the thumbnail because I put a couple of cherries uh-huh. on there. He's a dick. Uh, actually, you know what it was, Kidder? It, it, it really it, was. Um, he's being a dick. Well, I mean, that is what the D stands for. Um <laughs> But not not in like the well endowed way in in the trolling kind of way. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, the uh, the reason for the cherry was I actually designed that thumbnail without the like leafy stuff on the one side and the cherry on the other side, and the graphic needed a pop of color. What, what was the honest like like I, I got done? I actually exported it. Went to load it onto the video, looked at it again. I'm like, it needs something. It needs a pop of color. 
And uh, that was what I came up with was the cherries and the greenery. So it's not that I'm implying that the cherry goes in the drink, because no, the cherry is not in the drink. The cherry is adjacent to the drink, but not in the drink. And it's really just there for a pop of color. And then no other reason. thrown in the garbage. Yeah, that's where those cherries could have been on the way to. We don't know. We don't have a backstory for those cherries. They're on the chopping block. <laughs> they're just, they are whiskey adjacent, but they're not in the whiskey. So I just, just point that out. It, it was not actually meant as a trolling. It was like, I need a pop of color so that this catches people. And hey, because I'm, you know, me and constantly looking at ways that we can get more eyeballs on the product. Mm-hmm. They say with your thumbnail that the colors blue, green, and red are some of the best colors to have in your thumbnail. So, hey, that helps us. And and red. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, we got yeah. Colorado Avalanche blue and red right here and 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 here right now and 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 and, and over here, but also Fighting Sue Green. We got green. We got all the colors represented. Yeah, Hell yeah. Well, well that, that's that's in our current set rating. We're talking just the thumbnail on this one. So but that's that's why Kidder There Were Cherries was it was by no means a slight or a, a trolling. It was purely like I need green and red and pop the color. Sure. sure. Listen, if I if I was gonna troll you, you know I do a better job than that. Yeah, probably, but maybe Big D's been wearing off on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, he he may be the minister of trolling, and I know that he uh, proclaimed that he was the prime minister of trolling mm-hmm. on the uh, episode ninety four. But uh, listen, I, I I've talked to the lawyers. You know, there there's a recount going on because let's face it, when it comes to trolling, he's kind of lazy. Like he kind of hits a few notes, and that's about it. He doesn't doesn't go for the you know the really serious hard hitting trolling that you and I participate in you know mm-hmm. you know we, I mean at this rate we might have to just demote him get her you know from I I think that would probably be a good idea and and here's why this is a perfect segue to bring this up I, I had sent you a link earlier this uh, evening or this afternoon sometime you know afternoon and before now it happened to be a perfect titled article and it is an article a, an actual journalism related article you and, know Kid, kidder i i just have to put this in sorry to interrupt but mm-hmm. uh I am rack. Like I looked at it, and I am racking my brain because this stupid Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA has just like erased certain abilities to speak and memory. I don't remember what this article is. I'm I'm sitting here literally trying to remember, and I looked uh-huh. at it. Uh huh. I, I I did. And here it is again. The headline for the title. You don't have to be a mail carrier to drive a mail truck. Yes. Yes. That was the it. article discusses about the world of trucks and you think, you know, F-150s or Rams, etc. But not really. 
things like the USPS mail truck keep America running. It's a Grumman Long Life Vehicle, or LLV. And, of course, your mail truck, as we've discussed on the show, you've seen in thumbnails and uh, cra- uh, classic graphics across the bottom of the screen. You know what they look like. Well, it just happens that you can buy one if you'd want. Now, the thing about it is the Grumman LLV is a purpose-built vehicle, and it will not be comfortable. It was first introduced in 1987. The production ended in 1994. Now, the truck was supposed to be only in service for 24 years, and yes, those little golf cart-looking vehicles are technically trucks. In 2009, uh, the LLV could not last much longer with proper maintenance, and so the USPS mail truck lifespan is set at 30 years. Now, they're still looking and going to get these new vehicles, whether the electronic vehicles there, the, the natural gas vehicle, whatever. There's some new vehicles that USPS is trying to get people into so number one you can't buy a brand new grumman llv because they were last produced in 1994 but on various government auction sites you may be able to find one or search on gov planet now they are rare so the likelihood of you being able to find one of these is pretty low but i mean in the next few years again as i mentioned usps will be rolling out the oshkosh ngdv the brand new vehicle to replace uh, and become the new workhorse now they will likely come up for sale and there will be a lot of them once that new vehicle shows up so aside from that, this vehicle was built off of the 1982 Chevy S10 Blazer. And uh, GM has a lot of components in uh, these vehicles. Uh, also, in case you're curious on the specs, the engine is a 2.2 liter LN2 engine. <clears throat> Excuse me. The gauge cluster is also from an S10 Blazer. And so is the front suspension. Now, the truck was completed, as mentioned, by Grumman. General Motors played a significant role in this vehicle. So when will those new vehicles be showing up? Eh. It's hard to say. Because the contract to build them was given to Oshkosh Defense, but they haven't uh, given a delivery date on those yet. And the new vehicles... Jake, have you seen the, the new vehicles? Have you seen what they look like? Uh, I don't think I have. 
Okay, well, good for you that the, or it is good for you that there's a, a picture in that article, so you, you'll be able to share it. But they look ridiculous. They look like kind of like a duck, like a cartoony Donald Duck looking vehicle. I'm not really a fan, but I mean, if they work and they have air conditioning and they keep uh, the drivers safer, they go for it. Kidder, did I ever tell you about about how I almost ended up with with a car named Al? Uh, I don't think so. So when I was getting to about the age to drive. <laughs> Um, one of my dad's old frat buddies, uh, he did a lot of um, consulting work in other countries and such. But he he thought it would be good to gift me the car he had in college, which was which was named Al. And uh, this thing, and I was trying to trying to look it up, but it was like a nineteen seventy something, like not quite an actual station wagon. I mean, this thing was like a small bus. Like it, it had like three rows of seats in it. The hmm. thing was huge. Um, there's actually somebody who um, lives in the apartments north of my old place, kind of up off of uh, um, just south of 43rd, who, who has one. It's the same, and I can't remember the make and the model. But I mean, the the thing about this thing is it was it was blue it may or may not have had a golf club welded to the roof of it and uh it was one of those he wanted to gift it to me when i started driving and i remember we went up we looked at it and uh like i was kind of excited for it and uh we went and looked at it and it was in such kind of poor condition my dad kind of was like nah we're, we're gonna pass but i i I still can't help but think about well, how cool it would have been to actually end up with this thing. Cause I mean, it was, it was a small bus. It's uh, future. Howard will do some more digging and, and put up what this thing looks like. Um, but I keep driving past the one by my old place and hoping that there maybe will someday be a for sale sign on it. Cause I don't know. might be fun to get it restored and, have my own version of Al, but okay, be, be fun. Be you know, maybe do a little bit nicer paint job than what the original Al had, and uh, you know, hey, we'd have our official triple B mobile. Do we really want uh, that as the vehicle to represent this show? Yes, Kidder. Yes, we do, and here's why. Because then it's such an old vehicle, and if we, we do a nice restoration job on it, we can then drive it in parades. Which is great, because it's so damn big. We get we get the local geek, we put his kegerator in the back. We can drive, hand out beer to people mm. a proper age. We'd be the most popular float on the parade. All those dads who had to get up and drag their kids there to find the perfect spot so they could watch the parade and be like, you, sir, you deserve a beer. There. There. 
I, I see problems with several parts of that, unfortunately. Um, I'm not going to lie, Kidder. I started talking about it like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. 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 Because as soon as I said kegerator in the back, I'm like, wait, that's open container. <laughs> I mean, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> I'm thinking like liquor licensing and and food truck licensing well, because even though there's not food, it's a truck and there's things and, and right. It, 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 listen, Kinder, I, I I'm not gonna lie. Like as I said, I, I started with Kangaroo, realized open container. If I said we could drive around and drink, well, that's not good. So then I tried to say with handout beer, but then yes, the liquor license. Yeah, it just listen, I. It was it was an originally a good idea that just my mind finally actually caught up with what my mouth was saying. It's like, nope, hmm. being an idiot, Howard. Mm-hmm. Being an idiot. I blame the uh, beer and the paint fumes and the fact that it's been a long day of moving stuff. One thing I just want to throw out there as we're enjoying an avalanche lead at the moment, so four to one, and we are... Yeah, about a quarter of the way through the third period. It's already time for the 13th anniversary of Star Trek Online. The game itself has been out for 13 years. And so February 2nd or so is the official anniversary of the release date. And I have played since the beta. And man, has it improved. <laughs> I'm so glad that they've put a lot of the improvements into it, including, as we've talked about before, the tour of Deep Space Nine. You know, the, the, the space station looks fantastic. They've done a lot of other improvements, including increasing the resolution of the textures and the graphics involved with the game. Even though my computer has all the graphics at a 200%, <clears throat> you know, they can still do more to add extra polygons and make things look better. But it still looks really good for a game that's 13 years old. And so happy anniversary, Star Trek Online. They are doing giveaways, and they started uh, actually yesterday, leading up to the 13th anniversary, giving away some free things every day. So today being the second day, they gave away free Tier 5 ship token. So you can then go to the store, choose a Tier 5 ship of your choosing that you haven't already unlocked, and it's open for your entire account. So I did that and chose the starship that Esri Dax in a novel series ends up becoming captain of. So... Haven't flown it yet, but it's a nice-looking ship. Lots of other things there. Uh, in fact, yesterday, starting off the free giveaways, was a, a redemption for four extra ship slots. Because you either have to buy more to then have more uh, active ships to choose from, uh, or you can put some of them in dry dock where they can't hold 
you know, any items, and then you can bring them back as you want to use them. But, you know, it's just easier having all of your ships ready to roll, ready to go out and tear up the universe. And also, they announced some content from Season 2 of Star Trek Picard. And this... This annoys me. And the reason it annoys me is because they, again, put the content in a lockbox. Howard, are you familiar with lockboxes or that sort of uh, game gambling? Mm, kind of. If it's kind of like one of those things where like you unlock rewards, possibly. It's like you have a chance at winning something. Kind of like um, mm -hmm. Rainbow Six uh, Siege. You have a, ch a chance of unlocking some stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to let you explain. I'm, I'm hearing a noise. I need to go and investigate Kidder, but uh, uh oh, I'll let you, you continue to talk about it to the audience. I can pause. It's okay. You just you just keep talking. I'll, I'll turn back in when I can. Okay. So, as Howard was mentioning before he runs away, now we can actually talk about him. Nah, I won't do that. <laughs> All right, so the lockboxes in Star Trek Online is really their gambling system, and it's a pay-to-play system, i.e., you have to play the game, and you collect these lockboxes for free. Now, you can have infinite amounts of these different lockboxes. And in the lockboxes, they have different potential items that you can receive. Now, likely, when you open one of these, you will get a low-level item. Because you have a high percentage of getting something that you, you know, probably won't need. Like uh, minuscule items within the game items you want are you know rare or extremely rare to then open up uh, the high percentage uh, of again what you would want but a very low payout so turns out uh, things like that end up being costumes for your character special items like a weapon or maybe a non-combat pet or the most rare of all of them a ship or a choose from a selection of ships that are within these lock boxes so when you get these lock boxes for free i typically discard them because I'm, I'm not going to waste my money actually buying keys and opening them so that's the actual process that you go through. You get the lockboxes for free by playing the game. You then have to purchase through the in-game store with credits that you have purchased with real money to then get these lock keys and then open the lockboxes. And again, as people... Uh, on the internet have done research between how many boxes it takes to receive the very rare items and you typically again typically on average from the research that they have done 
you need to spend around 150 to 200 dollars on one chain of lockbox to get the rarest of the items i.e a ship choice so when they come out with new content and they say look we're putting it in insert name here lockbox it pisses me off because again they're just fishing for more money because instead of putting it on the market to half somebody like me who i want that specific item and then pay for just that item no you have to play the gambling game and buy a whole bunch of boxes get everything else except for what you want so you keep playing until you actually get that item and then you've wasted two hundred dollars <throat> so again i don't do that because now well, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money but you know there are a couple of things that would be cool to have but i can live without those it's a video game so as i mentioned in that whole long drawn out roundabout story the pieces that come together with this new content there's a new ship there's some new uniforms and i saw a, a cat uniform on there or maybe it's a non-combat pet i didn't look into it uh, that closely but then also some weapons and maybe a couple other things that you can get with this new lockbox coming out uh, related to Star Trek Picard season two. And I've been actually rewatching that <laughs> yesterday, started rewatching that, watched four episodes, which is over a quarter to over a third of the, the series. Season two, that is uh, not uh, the British version of a series which is a season, but yep. Just watching that again, noticed a couple little things here and there um, that I hadn't noticed before watching them originally little humor, little extra side um, Easter eggs, but I, I'm kind of having a hard time having a hard time watching it again. And it's just because the first episode started great, had a great middle section, and then they, you know, had a great two thirds section, and then it just went downhill. And so I'm not a fan of where they went with this season, especially with how good the first two thirds of the first episode were. You know, this, the second episode was pretty good, but episodes three and episodes four. <sighs> kind of explains it. It does start to pick up as you get toward, you know, episode, the latter episodes, really the last two and a half are the best episodes of the season. And so, without ruining anything and giving spoilers, even though it came out almost a year ago, still worth a watch if you haven't seen it yet. I mean, I own it. It's on the wall because, yes, it's Star Trek, so I have to purchase the content. But it's just not really as good as it should be. 
And when I say that, I really mean when you go back and look at the next generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager even, and yes, they're running 24 episodes a season. They're running constantly. They had one week to do these episodes. They were under the gun to get this content created, edited, visual effects put in, and then push it out because it needed the air. It's amazing. And the stories, yeah, there's some filler episodes, but they don't suck. With the the way that it is now, these TV series and uh, Star Trek Discovery is the biggest problem when that comes to mind. And Picard even as well in seasons one and two. You can make this so much better. Dive into the Picard character. Make it more Star Trek like and what does that mean well, to me it's space it's space stations it's space related it's federation related and dive into the stories yeah he meets these people and they get together and now they have this kind of ragtag group sure great explore that more send them different places and extend the federation because he's still picard's still a member of the federation he's still an admiral the first season talks about that piece a little bit but what would have been a lot cooler would be the supposed backstory of why he quit starfleet that would have been more interesting tie that into season one the whole borg element that was really cool, too. But they screwed that up, too, because, well, they're not assimilating people. They they did talk about the humanity of Borg and the people who had been saved from the collective. But then there's a turn of events that screws that up. And in season two, there was a fantastic, just like a softball of an idea to have a spin-off series. And what did they do? They screwed that up too. And yeah, you can go back in uh, about a year's worth of episodes here on the Triple B and watch me and uh, just the just start thinking about everything that we talked about and watch Howard's reaction to it and uh, there's a lot of people just that, I mean, as a side note, people that I know who really got into Star Trek, love the original series all the way through Enterprise even. And they have heard so much negative uh, discussions, information, talk, whatever, about the new programs that have been created that they don't even watch them. They haven't seen them. They stay away from all the content. To some degree, I kind of wish that I had. On the other hand, I am happy there's new Star Trek. I love that there's new Trek to talk about. Even if it's not as good as I think it should be in the writing case. Uh, season 3 
will be out in a matter of, uh, as of this episode, about a week. So I am looking forward to the premiere of season three, which is, again, why going back, watching season two episodes to kind of get that refresher and pick it up. But do better. Just It's the same story that I, I talk about with Doctor Who. Do better. Write better. Make make more interesting that wow mystical factor almost that all of those previous episodes have in some way you don't need to beat people over the head with the moral story and the moral compass of that's the way that this has to be you can tell that through creative writing or share moral dilemmas and stories and conclusions through characters and character development. You don't have to put someone in a role in a series because they identify one way or another. Are they good at what they do? Are they going to be good portraying this character? Is this character written well? That's what I love about Deep Space Nine. I mean, even Voyager does a great job with it. Next Gen, you know, they do a great job with the character development in pieces throughout the way because of how episodic it is. But with Deep Space Nine, you see character growth from each character. Even the ones that are there for several episodes guest starring or going to season seven with uh, Nicole DeBoer, who was brought in as Esri Dax such a, a great character development through even one season 24 episodes I don't know why it's not possible now when you're doing 10 maybe we need to step the timeline up hit the stopwatch and limit the availability of thinking <laughs> I don't know right Maybe you work better under pressure. Maybe that's just an open challenge to the writers of Star Trek. Or maybe they could invite me. I mean, that would be cool, too. Be more than happy to sit in, share some ideas, spitball some things. Get the content created. I'd love it. Just a hint with that, if that ever were to happen. There'd be a lot of Deep Space Nine references. Just bring that content back bring it together but just a thought and if I could since we're talking uh, hypothetically here and Howard left this as like open mic night basically <laughs> um, yeah I, I would bring back the expanse continue the story there expand on the season and let them tell the longer stories. Hell, let's bring back Battlestar Galactica, finally. I know uh, Sam Ismail was supposed to be bringing back Battlestar, but uh, haven't seen anything related to that because he's been doing movies and other TV shows and various projects. So really, what I think needs to happen is some better writing more TV shows. Let's keep it going. And 
feels like I've been opining forever. What can I really say from here? Well, what else is there? There's about four and a half minutes left in the third period. The Avalanche are winning four to one over the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver this evening. So it's a good night. Also, as another good point to mention, the University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux men's hockey team in action earlier this evening. They were in Grand Forks again playing Minnesota Duluth. The Bulldogs travel to Grand Forks, and tonight, and a final score at the Ralph Inglestead Arena, the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs 2, your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux 4. In fact, uh, UND was up 3-2 to two as the Bulldogs were encroaching on the uh, score of the North Dakota Fighting Sioux, and uh, they pulled their goalie in the last few minutes of the game. UND got the go-ahead goal to make it 4-2 to two there, the empty net goal securing the victory tonight on uh, Al Parsons' night. And now that Howard Blues is back, he's putting the headphones on, and here we are. Yes, I somehow made it through really the um, entire thing and a roundabout um, conversation about pretty much anything and everything. And you're going to love going through that. Uh, by the way, I did not actually swear at all. So you don't have to edit anything. Mm. 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 Well, thanks for letting me uh, depart. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was pretty sure I heard a, a kid crying. Mm. And uh, Lefty was working on feeding Little Miss. And Junior woke up and uh, thought that he was going to have to puke. Hmm. Luckily, he didn't. He's hmm. been a bit under the weather today. Um, so I was able to get him. Lefty wanted to move him into our room so she can keep a better eye on him. So I had to get him set up in a sleeping bag and get him back to sleep. And all of that. All of that. Hmm. So thanks for covering yeah yeah sure that's uh that's what i'm here for there yeah and yeah. happy hour not tonight it's coming up on the 26th so almost when this will air <laughs> no not even uh as a side note there howie blues i went back and i i happened to want to show a clip about I don't even remember what the topic was, but I didn't want to have to explain it again. And I I had uh, a rant about it on the show. Oh, yes, I do. It's about the stupid advertising on the Dasher boards. This crap. So mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to go over the entire argument again that I had already spent five minutes arguing <laughs> over and having that debate with you. So I went back and found the episode finally to figure out, uh, you know, that the NHL sucks at um, their advertising and getting the proper technology in place. <laughs> well, I played the rant. You missed an F-bomb in there. Just want to throw that out there. Mm. Now, you know that I'm going to go back and edit it because it's not like Vimeo where you can replace your video. Yeah. 
It, I mean, it's just going to have to live there. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, we, we, it's not that you can't swear on YouTube. It's just that they don't like when you do. So mm-hmm. I try to catch them all, but sometimes I, I do miss them. So, yeah, you know, I don't it, miss them. I mean, like I'm, I'm happy they're there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that's know, why we're cleaning it up. Yeah, I mean, there, there's still going to be some that happen, uh, like in the episode that came out tonight. Uh, there's a couple that I just I had to leave in there because somebody else was saying something good, and somebody swore like at the same time on top of them. So it's like, <laughs> who was guilty? Who was it? Uh, mostly it was you. Yeah. Woo. All right. Keeping that number one slot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. F bombs dropped on the triple B. This guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that I have the most. Uh, you know, I haven't kept count. That that'll be that'll be the local geeks next spreadsheet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which swear words and how many? <laughs> He's like, I hate you guys. <laughs> yes. In that case, he probably does. But Kidder, uh I you know, we we probably should get back to some of the stuff on the uh the old run sheet here. Um I got a I got a I got a bevy of topics for you. Two of them are controversial. Okay. If you if you're up for some controversy. I should grab another drink for it. Okay, I'll let you grab another drink. I think I had this one last week, right? Blueberry. Uh, you know, I uh, I honestly I, I, had, I, it, I had four of them, so <laughs> I, I wasn't able to keep track by the end of it. <laughs> uh, you know what? And uh, I I haven't started editing that episode because I just barely got <laughs> the one Woo! for tonight done. So Woo! I can't tell you. I uh, I honestly don't know if you had it or not. Um, yeah, I, I I see. I I kind of figured we had it one. So okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that I had it last week, and with that avalanche victory, right there, pulling out the Stanley Cup champions, uh, can koozie, and the blueberry simply spiked lemonade with. A quick uh, two cents on it. 5% alcohol by volume. 12 fluid ounces naturally flavored with other natural flavors. I don't know even uh, can't even figure out what that means, but it's real fruit juice squeezed, then concentrated. And it's got 5% juice in here from the Simply Company and Ball Corporation Aluminium. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, Kidder, uh, the first one, it's kind of an update. Um, uh, last week, we talked about all of the controversy around D&D and the Wizards of the Coast and the open gaming license. If I'm not going to rehash that. Just if you don't remember, go, go, go back a week. We'll wait. Anyway, uh, not a whole lot. It sounds like uh, Watsi is still moving forward with the open gaming license, but in a uh, interesting turn of events, uh, there, there's supposed to be a D uh, D and D movie coming out to theaters. I think it's called honor among thieves. 
And uh, people are now calling for a boycott of the movie because they are so upset with Watsy and what they are doing with the open gaming license. So that movie, which has been years in the making, and I mean a lot of years in the making, uh, might just tank because of all of these shenanigans. So that's uh, that's kind of just an interesting note on that. Hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the other controversy that I want to talk about, unfortunately, involves my favorite miniature company, the one that I've been working on miniatures for all night tonight, uh, Reaper Miniatures. And I think it's a stupid controversy, Kidder, but you know what? That That's okay. So, Kidder, <clears throat> people in the miniature uh, hobby get really snobby about the materials that their miniatures are made from. And uh, Reaper, when they introduced uh, their Bones figures, uh, it's... it's so here's one. This is original bones. It's the original PVC plastic recipe. You know, the, the thing was they can make these cheap. They are like not breakable. So you can drop them or as you could see, you can bend this weapon and uh, it just goes back to shape. Uh, but it your finger. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, not necessarily the, the crispest, the crispest detail. But, you know, they were cheap miniatures. As uh, they had success with Bones, Reaper worked on improving the formula and changing it out. And they introduced Bones Black, which the, the, I don't know why. I forget the reason. I think they just called it Bones Black because it sounded cool, uh, not because the miniatures were a darker plastic. But this was a harder plastic. And... Uh, and such and people really liked liked these and a little bit better quality less muddled detail it was great then reaper took it up a step and they introduced reaper uh bones usa which was uh using a siocast machine to make miniatures and so here's that same ogre that i showed first but done in the uh bones usa and I know it's a little hard to see because this one is blazing white. It's part of the reason they switched to gray. Um, but like the detail on these kidder, and I'll put some pictures up that can show it. It's just, it's night and day. This thing is just amazing. The amount of texture that's on it and in details. It's just phenomenal. So they did this. This is great. Reaper uh, recently... And here's where we get to the controversy. Uh, on their li one of their last uh, Reaper Live uh, streams, announced that they were uh, going to start 3D printing miniatures. Ooh. Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, their free promo for the month of January, this guy here, uh, is a 3D printed miniature. Hmm. And let me tell you, there are people on the internet losing their over this whole 3D printing of miniatures because a lot of times with 3D printed miniatures, they're more brittle. They break really easily. Um, and what, what's made it worse is that Reaper has said that some of the miniatures from Bone 6, their latest Kickstarter, 
will be these 3D printed miniatures. And people are now like, well, I wouldn't have backed all of it if they, I had known they were going to be 3D printed. Uh, Kidder, I, I'm just going to tell you, looking at this thing uh, that is a 3D printed, there is none of the, the striations. Like, I'm going to grab this uh, 3D print from a local geek. And you have one of these two, Kidder, so you can... yes. Easily I sure own. do right, right, right about there. Yeah. But if you look at it, like you can see each of the individual layers from that print, because this was done on a filament printer, it goes around and around. It's kind of like a hot glue gun melts the filament and it builds up to form the shape. Even with a good uh, resin 3d printer, you can still end up with those striation lines in it. Kidder, looking at this thing, the only spot where I have spotted any of that is on the very absolute bottom of the miniature. Hmm. Like, and it's the part you wouldn't even see. I see nothing else on this that would tell me it was 3D printed. But I also don't see, like, really any mold lines. I don't see anything that I really need to clean up. This thing is friggin' fantastic. You know? I'm excited about it. But I, I'm telling you, there are people who are now just so upset. And there have been people upset every time that Reaper changes their formula, which I don't get because Reaper just keeps getting better. And these guys are great about the quality of their products. They care about what they put out there. But it, it's been interesting to read the comments and the people who are like, I wouldn't have backed it all in and bought all the miniatures if I knew that was what was going to happen. I'm just like, give it a chance. If you haven't seen these things up close and personal, you know, just wait, take a look, give it a, give it a feel before you, you just get so upset. And just because you maybe have bought a 3d printed miniature from another company and it was brittle and broke right away. Doesn't mean that this is the same miniature. And that's right, folks. Howard has bored Kidder so much that he has now decided to leave the uh, the Earth. He's now in outer space. <laughs> uh. Kidder, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad you put that image in. Uh, how would you like a hot take that I forgot last week, but I remembered shortly after we uh, went offline and I have for this week? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Kidder, I saw a trailer for Doctor Who, and I didn't know anything about the uh, the next season, the next special, the next thing. All I knew is Russell T. Davies was back. Yes. And uh, I watched the trailer, and this is not really a spoiler to anyone, but I... That's your first mistake. Uh, but, but I happen to notice... Uh, we get the return of David Tennant. What? And uh, yes, I know. I'm saving you from that. If you remember, yeah. This uh, this brings me to my hot take, Kidder. If by him coming back, and I don't know, I I know only what they showed in the in the trailer, so I don't have any other details or anything else on it. But mm. if they're bringing him back. And they are going to use that as a, a way to erase everything that has happened 
between when he left the show and now his being back, I'm not for it. I'd be highly opposed to that. And uh, the the reason is, is regardless how you feel about Moffitt's run as showrunner, the other guys run as showrunner, the quality of Doctor Who lately, I, I don't like erasing someone's work or basically saying, you know what? I didn't like what you did, so I'm going to just kind of knock it out of canon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. I I understand we go through good times and bad times with stuff. So I, you know, but you have to take the good with the bad. Not every Bond movie is a classic. Not every run of the Doctor was successful. So I hope that's not what they're doing. As I said, I don't have any details. So it could be that this is some part of great storytelling, great idea, whatever. But if that's what they're going to set up and do, I'm I'm going to be a little sad. But there's there you go. There's my hot take. As far as I know, it is not an erasure or a change in the time between 10 and now as far as i know obviously uh, and so here here's an interesting thing for you i have not watched that trailer mm-hmm. i've purposely stayed away from the trailer because even though we have to wait until uh, i don't know mid year for the new season of doctor who i I'm trying to stay as spoiler free as possible. Kidder, I actually had to, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. I actually had to apply super glue uh, to my finger because uh, I, don't, I don't know if you can see that. I just uh, cut into myself with an exacto knife. That's why children shouldn't play with knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. On that kind of sad and depressing note, Kidder! We've been talking for quite a while. One of us is now bleeding. It's time we wrap this show up with some plugs. Also, just as a a quick, oh, is that Trogdor? No, that's Godzilla. There is Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. There goes Tokyo. Go, go, Godzilla. Wee oo. More like, oh, no, there goes Howard's thumb. Because uh, I cut myself trying to cut one of the pegs on his leg so it would fit into the the slot. The circle gets the square. Yeah. That's a rude boy Kyle-ism for you right there. Uh, I'll, just a side note as we exit the show for the evening. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young member David Crosby passed away today uh unfortunately um and that post doesn't have his age but howard will have you know the the 81 81 yeah see howard has the info because i remember seeing it in about 20 different places but can't recall and was not in front of me at the time so david crosby of crosby stills nash and young and crosby nash and young and etc etc no longer on this planet may he and his spirit fly high and music live on 
forever. Much like these shows will live on for the length of YouTube's existence. Well, by the way, if you want to find us, we're on YouTube. That's right. Go to youtube.com slash beer blues BS. You can find us on the YouTube. Watch the video version of this show. See if my internet or Howard's internet has gotten better or worse. I blame Midco. But there's that. And you can like and please share for free at beerbluesbs.com, one of the websites there, or just go to youtube.com slash beerbluesbs. Beerbluesbs. Again, that's our website, beerbluesbs.com. On our website, you can see the info about us. Listen to the audio podcast right there on the site. You can even buy us a beer. Yes, buy us a beer. One beer, two beers, what? Three beers, what? Four beers, what? Maybe even more if you choose. Please and thank you. We appreciate it. Buy us a round even if you would. Go to beerbluesbs.com, click buy us a beer, and right there, type a message as you go through the secure checkout. And no, we're not going to steal your information. That's what PayPal does. Or at least of like 30,000 of their users. Who's the other one? There's another one that, that got hacked. Anyway, not our problem because we are safe and secure here at the Triple B. We are of the utmost secure with your personal information because we don't ask you for it. It's the best way. Uh, so aside from that, at BeerBluesBS.com, click merch and you can get some sweet merch like the It's Been a Week shirt like Howard Blues is wearing this evening or he's been wearing all day and now into a new day. So he's been wearing it for two days. Unbelievable. You too can wear a shirt for two days or more if you choose. BeerBluesBS.com, click merch. Lots of great stuff. We have those t-shirts. We have those sweatshirts. We have tank tops. We have uh, cutoffs. We have shorts. We have yoga pants. We have awesome triple B pint glasses. Yes, look at the quality on this pint glass. BeerBluesBS.com. The triple B right there for you to explore in the merch store, beerbluesbs.com. Please click merch and please help us out by checking out the merch and uh, even picking up some merch because, well, the proceeds go back to us to help this show stay on the air. So sharing is caring and so is purchasing the merch, beerbluesbs.com. I mentioned the audio versions. We're all over the place, not only at BeerBluesBS.com, but we are also on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you have an account with any audio podcast service, go to the search bar, type in Beer Blues BS or Beer Blues and BS. Look for the classy Triple B logo. That, of course, is the old school microphone with the Beer Blues and BS hosted by Howard Blues and Mark Kidder. Established 2002. 
just uh, search us please subscribe do it for free like us share us we certainly appreciate every like share and subscription that you help us to get to more people so thank you in advance beerbluesbs.com and all of the above for the video and audio versions other than that well we're slowly as in one week at a time because time is both finite and infinite that's deep man <laughs> we're getting close to the hundredth episode howard's like what are you talking about hundredth episode just around the corner that's right your chance to win one of these beautiful triple b pint glasses happening right now this very second howard blues what are the details again how can someone win one of these pint glasses well kidder uh it's pretty simple all you have to do is three simple things first be a subscriber to us on youtube that's pretty easy go hit the button it's free cost you nothing the second step is you need to share your favorite piece of triple b content to your facebook page and uh step three tag us in that post so that hey we know you did it do those three things and do it all by february 16th and uh yeah you'll be entered into the live drawing and we will see who gets that pint glass uh for the triple b that's right episode 100 and uh get just because i can't help but myself kidder we were established in 2021 not 2022 <clears throat> yeah that's a 2002 Mm. Mm. Yep. Technically, yes. Although the triple B didn't really exist. Anyway, that's getting into the weeds. Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's wrap this up, kid. Before I, you know, either injure myself or glue myself to something. You know. It's... Hey, what what's that way over there? Poof. <laughs> we're we're off there in left field. All right. Uh oh last piece i know it's breaking news and it's the last thing of the show metallica released another track off of m72 yes a brand new metallica track oh i'm just so excited i gotta pull it up right now yes of course the first track released from the brand new uh album was called lux eterna well, the new song released from Metallica's M72 album. It's the M72 World Tour. Anyway, uh, 72 Seasons, the name of the new album officially. Screaming Suicide, the name of the brand new song released today by the mighty Metallica. Have a chance. Go listen to it. See what you think. I'd love to have uh, your thoughts in, in the comment section. Howard Blues will have to listen to it and... Uh, Check it out maybe next week on the Triple B. So there's a tease. There's a tease. Just a little tease. All right. So for this week, I suppose we should get the hell on out of here. He's Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this and every edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we'll catch you on down that icy Tuscan highway. Have a good one. See you in the next episode of Beer, Blues, and BS.
You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Well, that'll be an episode. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's something. That was pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Better than that train wreck last week with Big D. Absolutely. Can't even believe we left the station. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing like a a quick jab. (laughs) (laughs) Truthfully, I just like throwing jabs at him now so I can put, you know, his name in the... uh, in the chapter things and in the description, because then he goes and he checks it out to see mm-hmm. what we say. He would be a great, do you remember the, uh, the thing that I was going to do with Lane? I never did it where I was going to put him in one of the chapter things, but have it like cut to something where like one of us just was like, fool you, you know, just we had it in one of the episodes. So, I mean, it's there. The content is there. We we mentioned it. We just we never actually like pulled the trigger on it. Mm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to get him one of these times. Won't be difficult. Oh no, not at all. <laughs>